Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Today's episode is an important one, which is all about how to react to bear markets. When markets are doing things that are not fun and you're seeing your accounts go down, you go, what do I do? Do I invest more to take advantage of this? Do I sell? Am I getting in at the right time? Do I even try to time it? Is it worth it? How does it impact my goals? All of this is what we're going to be covering in today's episode. So as a reminder, you can always submit your question if you have a specific question that you want me to answer on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can find all of this that we talk about today and more on my YouTube channel in the description below. So let's hop right in. So what I want to start with is at the worst point of the sell-off this year, the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies in the U.S., it was down a little more than 13%, which is certainly not fun for anyone. There's no one that sees that and goes, yes, that's what I want to happen in my portfolio. No, but that is just how investing works. But what we really want to understand is how does that impact our goals? Now, we often get you know, sidetracked by seeing the portfolio. And if you have $100,000 and now it's worth $87,000, you go, hey, that's not fun. That's not the experience I was looking for. Well, what we want to understand is how does the market work so that when these things happen, we don't have to stress. And so what we want to first start with is what is that goal? And you've heard me say that, but I always come back to what is that goal? Is the goal to retire early? If so, when these market downturns occur, that's when we want to increase 401k contributions. That's when we want to increase Roth IRA contributions. Can we get more money in now? Understanding it's not, it does not make sense over the long term to try to time the market, but can we put more money in when the market is at a historically lower place with the concept that it's going to grow more over time. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it, which is an extremely successful method as well, is by saying, hey, I'm not going to even think about it. I know over the long term my money goes up, so all I'm going to do is make sure that I've got that auto deposit going in from my bank to my investment account, so no matter what's happening, if it's really good, great, we're getting more money into the stock market. If the market's doing poorly, say, great, I'm getting in at discounted prices. So when these market downturns are occurring, the last thing I want to have happen is that my clients or really any of you are worrying because it's so common to have more stress. But the whole point of financial planning is so that you don't have to stress. And it's the investor who doesn't have the perspective that ends up losing the most because they see this happening, they get out, and then they never get back in. So two really bad things happen in that situation. Number one, they lose out on all of the great growth, which often happens right after a market downturn. Some of the best days in the stock market happen right after the bad days. So they lose out on that, but then they also lose out on the compounding interest of that over time. So the stock market, 
there's more, what I like to say, than just the S&P 500, which is the 500 biggest companies here in the U.S. Other indexes around the world, well, some of them, the Russell 2000, which is the 2000, not smallest companies in the U.S., but smallest in terms of how we're looking at it from a market perspective, um, were down 21%. The MSCI All World X USA Index, which is kind of looking at everything, all the companies except those in the U.S., well, that was down 16%. The NASDAQ 100 down 20%. So if you look at those, you go, hey, those are really not fun experiences. But this year alone, nearly one-third of U.S. stocks were down at least 20%. So I don't know if this is going to keep going down. I don't know if it's going to keep recovering. You've seen recently that it keeps recovering. But what we don't want to understand, not that we don't want to understand, what we don't want to react to is seeing the markets take this downturn and going, hey, do I need to make a change? The real question to ask yourself is, have my goals changed? Do I now no longer want to retire early? I doubt it. Do you no longer want to get into a house? No, I bet you still want to get into that dream home. But does it change the way we should be invested? No. What it does is it's a great reminder when the markets are going down to check in with your goals. You say, oh, the market's gone down. Do I still want to get into that home five years from now? Because if I do, maybe I shouldn't be invested this way. Or do I want to get into a home 10 years from now? Well, if I still want to get into a home 10 years from now, and I know markets recover at an average of two and a half years because I listened to the early retirement podcast, then I should still be invested the way I am. So staring at prices all day won't make them stop going down, and it's not what you're probably doing, but it's not going to make them go up either. So what I like to say is paying more attention to the markets doesn't actually give you more control over them. My rule of thumb during a downturn is don't try to look at your portfolio. You can guess it's probably not gone up when you're seeing everything go down, but you don't have to worry if you've got the right mix of stocks and bonds and the right mix of types of stocks and types of bonds. And so bear markets, when markets are going down, they're very confusing. The S&P 500, it can fall 3 or 4 or 5% in a day. And you go, how did I, did I just lose 30 or 40 or $50,000? And you did, but really only on paper, because when that recovers the next day, you didn't really lose that. And so there isn't anything like March 2020, when we saw days of negative 8% in one day, up 5% the next, down 5%, down another 10%, up 9%, down 12%, and and it just was craziness. And so investors, they panic in both direction when things get crazy, because losing money freaks people out. Um, that's just the reality of it. And so some people view this as an opportunity that will scare them and they will never get back in. There's a big difference between the people who get excited about bear markets because it's a good opportunity to get lower prices and the people who get excited about bear markets because they want to watch the world burn. Those are two very different peoples. Um, bear markets, of course, they're buying opportunities because you're getting into amazing companies like Apple, Google, Netflix, doing amazing things at discounted prices. But what this is a very important reminder, in my opinion, which is history provides context. It's not a crystal ball. I like looking at historical data, one, because I just enjoy understanding the numbers of it. But when it comes to the market, it just provides context. It shows investors a range of potential outcomes, and it gives a sense of, hey, what is possible in the markets? What's happened? But that does not mean it's going to predict the future. And so there's no use for the words never or always when it comes to markets, because things that have never happened, 
before now happen all the time. And the things that seem like they work all the time, they eventually stop working. So we like to say in financial planning, it's not about the financial plan, it's financial planning because life changes and tax law changes. And there's just, it's been a long time since we've had what's called an extended correction where a 2008 occurs for a long time, which is very scary. But what we did see is the coronavirus crash, the market fell 34%, but then we saw the fastest double from the bottom of a bear market, meaning we have not had a bear market since 2007 to 2009 that saw the S&P 500 fall more than 50% and take nearly six years, and then we hit all new time highs. So volatility the ups and downs of the market, they're going to test your emotions. They're going to test your sleep. Um, They're going to test your patience. They're going to test your resilience. I am not sure how long any of the declines will last. And if anyone says they are sure, I'd be skeptical of that person. What I do know is that when these markets are doing what they're doing, it's a wonderful opportunity to check in with yourself and say, hey, what am I really investing for? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What do I want it to do? Can I contribute more? Should I not worry? All things that working with a planner can be so helpful for so that you can really maximize your goals, maximize your life. So that's it for today's episode. Um, You can find all of this and more on YouTube, and you can always submit a question on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. I'll see you all next Monday. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff, and let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co, and I'll see you all next week. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here, please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.